0: We read from Hebrews 7, But this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. In Jesus' name, beloved of God. As we approach the close of another season of solemn splendor that we call Lent or Passion Tide, our thoughts turn again to the place called Calvary or Golgotha, the place of the skull. We see again in our mind's eye the three crosses, the dozen soldiers guarding them, the crowds passing by and stopping on the nearby highway the little groups of disciples and friends huddled together here and there, shocked by what they see, but afraid to talk too loud. The scribes and elders are all over the place, and they are not afraid to talk loudly, nor are they shocked by what they see. And what do they see? They see a man, a man whom they hated, nailed now to a Roman cross, bleeding, dying. And what do we see? A terrible miscarriage of justice? A sad spectacle of human wickedness? A poignant picture of human suffering? If we see all of that, if we weep for the suffering and even sorrow because we recognize the same kinds of sins in our own lives, that is still only a fraction of what God wants us to see. He wants us to see the wickedness of mankind all right and to grieve when we see that sin in ourselves. But as we stand on a trembling earth, Under a darkening sky, even more than the wickedness of man, we need to see the love of God. And this is what we see when we read in the book of Hebrews about Christ, our great high priest. We aren't so used to priests today, as you know, but the Hebrews were. In Old Testament times, they did not approach God without a priest. As a prophet was sent to speak to the people for God, so a priest would speak to God for the people. He paved the way with sacrifices and brought the prayers of the people into the holy place and before the God of grace and glory. Down through the years from the days of Aaron, there were a great number of priests who served the Lord and the children of Israel in this way. But though the number of them was great, the one high priest whom God sent to us is greater. The many priests who pictured the coming one were a great number because they all died and passed the job on to others. So their number was a result not of strength in numbers, but a result of their mortal weakness. But in the 110th Psalm, God swore that the Christ would be a priest forever. It would not be passed on. We need no other ever to represent us before the throne of God. And it was this Messiah whom believers from Adam and Eve had as their priest, too. Of course, sometimes we may not realize our great need for this priest. We don't always recognize our own unholiness. We don't even know how many times we may hurt someone by word or deed, usually those closest to us within striking distance. The ill-timed truth we might have kept, who knows how deep it pierced and stung. The word we had not sense to say, who knows how grandly it had rung. We easily forget that the devil can accuse us of many acts of rebellion against God that other people are not even aware of. How many times have we not joined in with the world's thinking and ways? doing what came naturally. Yes, we need a priest who can go to God for us, one who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, because we are none of those things. Such a high priest we have. Such a high priest we have only in Jesus. There is no other, and we need no other, for he is a priest forever. He always lives to intercede for us, eternally sitting at the right hand of God. All he has to do is turn his head to interpose his sacrifice for all our sins. We may sing to God, just as I am, I come, I come only because he intercedes with his holy precious blood, his innocent suffering and death. For all time and from every trouble, he saves us and opens the way to come into God's presence where there is fullness of joy. So what do we see as we stand on Golgotha? Is it not our high priest interceding Father, forgive them. Does he not intercede even for our earthly needs, setting the solitary in families? Woman, behold your Son. At the gate of death, he intercedes with the words of life, Today you shall be with me in paradise. From the cross and out of the darkness, He cries, Ailey, Ailey, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that we need never cry out those words. He is parched and dry that you and I might be led to waters quiet and full of refreshment and peace. He sacrifices himself on the cross and carries it through until it is finished that we might be saved completely. He offers his life himself into his Father's hands, that together with him we may have rest unto our souls. Do we appreciate the greatness of our high priest? Not as much as we should, but he is ours nonetheless. And so we may sing to him, stanza three, hymn 145.